High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, vampires, gillmen, mummies, and wolfmen. Oh, and an extra special shout out to the monster squad out there. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment. And I would like to see the results. First item of homework, as always, is to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And remember, you can catch all our old shows and our new ones at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. That's where the archive is located. And that's the home of so many other great pop culture podcasts. And oh my goodness, we have a big one today because it's the first day of our spooky October film series. Can't wait, can't wait. And I hope you did your homework today. I hope you watched The Monster Squad. Can't wait to talk to Dan and Autumn Ferrara about it. You'll hear that episode. And just off the bat, a warning. Yeah, it might be a move for kids. This is not a podcast for kids. There is some adult language and adult themes being spoken about, believe it or not, on our Monster Squad episode today. So put the kiddies to bed for seniors and above only today, guys. Seniors and above only. (laughs) Just wanted to get that warning out there. Oh, did you listen to this Monday's episode? It was a really fun one. I hope you did. It was Critical Thinking, a new film on VOD. John Leguizamo, chess film, a great film for Latin heritage. Definitely, definitely check it out. Our guest was none other than the chess professional, John Harden, and he was so great with us. I highly recommend that episode. It's a movie about chess, so he was perfect. And yesterday, actually, yesterday of the release of this podcast, I went on his chess channel, which is on Twitch. It's Twitch dot tv slash acceptable chess and he schooled me and whoever was watching on some critical thinking related chess moves and my god i looked like an idiot but oh well he's very smart a great little thing so definitely check that video out on twitch.tv slash acceptable chess that's an extra credit assignment but you know what i'm making it a mandatory part of your homework Whoa, 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 the bell doesn't dismiss you, I dismiss you. That was way too early to ring the bell. Come on, guys, sit down, sit down. We got a lot to talk about today. You know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't talked to our correspondent, Brian Rodriguez. And he hasn't told us any high school movie news lately, so why don't we do that? You know I love the theme song. Let's hear him from Brian 
on High School Movie News. Good afternoon. This is Brian Rodriguez for High School Movie News. And boy, do we have a great segment for you today. A lot of news, a lot of high school movie news, but I'm just going to focus on three things. First, did you see that they are releasing, I think, yeah, October 28th, a new version of The Craft? I don't know if it's a sequel. They say it's a sequel, but it seems like more like a reboot. It's called The Craft Legacy, and I can't wait for this. I'm a fan of The Craft. I don't know what this is going to be like. I'm usually not into these reboots, but watch the trailer, and let's just say it piqued my attention. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Woo! I can't wait for this one. And the second big movie news we got is that Joey King, you know of The Kissing Booth, Joey King? She's going to do a movie with Mick G, you know, of The Babysitter and The Babysitter 2. That McGee, Netflix Worlds Colliding, it's called Uglies, it's going to be on Netflix, and yes, you all laughed at me when I said it, but it's true, Joey King is the next Julia Roberts. Put that in ink, mail that to a letter to yourself, and don't open it for the next decade, and when you do open it, you're going to be like, god damn it, that Brian Rodriguez from High School Movie News was right. And our third bit of High School Movie News, wow, this has been a long, drawn-out process, but I'm so excited to announce what this is. Oh my goodness. So it was uh, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was my cousin Pumpkin's birthday. And if you've been following this saga of what tattoo he's going to get from a Goofy movie, you'll know is that was the day that we decided what the winner would be. Not we. Well, yes, we. The all we. The slumberers decided. I finally counted up the votes. We had a runoff, of course, because it was a tie previously. Go back and listen to the episodes if you don't know what I'm talking about, but specifically the Goofy Movie episode. But we had a tie, and it was Max as Powerline versus Bobby, the Leaning Tower of Chisa guy. And this one came down to a wire. Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Why don't we go to our correspondent in the field, Brian Rodriguez, with an interview with Pumpkin to see what the results are and his live reaction. Well, Pumpkin, we're here in your apartment to finally find out who won this tattoo thing. Last time we thought we had it, but it was a tie. It wasn't rigged, as some people think. Do you know? Have you looked? Yeah, I've looked. I've looked, of course. You know, I don't know. Last time you didn't look. Because last time all the votes were in one place. This time I put the votes in a lot of places. Oh, so I yeah, had to tally yeah, yeah. them up before I came here. But, you know, it's late night right before this episode drops. You know, the October, first episode of October. You're not on this episode, but we needed to let the fans know because it was just your birthday, so... First, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. And how old are you now, 19? I am 27 now. 27? Ooh, good yeah. year. The curse of 27. Old. You think it's going to happen to you? Yeah, that's like when all like the great people die at 27 from like drug overdoses and stuff. Yeah, a lot of people. Or not just drugs, but yeah. Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. We'll see. If I make it 28, on. I guess I wasn't that great. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, I mean, I, I don't know how else to set this up, but just if you're listening for the first time, first of all, apologies. Second of all, 
you on our 100th episode promised to get a tattoo from a goofy movie much to the astonishment of the crowd and most people because the biggest question i get asked about this whole thing is like is he for real is he really gonna get it yeah it's gonna happen (laughs) you're a man of your word that's what i tell them um we had this big vote we had a lot of choices on it for a while it looked like uh you know bobby leaning tower of chisa guy was gonna win gonna win in a landslide yes we kind of had to pause things, though, because of COVID. Obviously, tattoo shops were closed, and you know, no one was really in a mood to get a tattoo or anything like that, but we decided to do a Goofy Movie. Before that, though, we talked kids on this podcast, and I give you a chance to kind of make a plea for the second place, Max's Powerline. And you, know, you made your plea, and much to our surprise in the Goofy Movie episode, you actually, actually made... An impact, and it ended up tying. And again, no bullshit. No, you know, we didn't make it up. We didn't rig it. It was a tie live on the podcast. I'm still shocked. I let you that day. I said you can pick which one you want, but you left it up to the slumbers. No, yeah, I felt like that would have been like, you know, bitching out, kind <laughs> of, a little drunk that day. <laughs> fair, fair. Bunch of white claws in. Yeah, it was an interesting 24 hours to say the least. Regardless. Yeah, because that, that was a late night that. Very late night. Very late night. Yeah. There was technical difficulties, whatever. We got it done. You decided that we should have a runoff between Max's power line and Bobby from the Leaning Tower of Chisa scene. I might regret that decision. (laughs) Maybe you will. I'm not sure. Um, Obviously, you want the Max's power line to win still, correct? Yeah. But I've also, like, somewhat eased my mind into, (laughs) into Bobby. Well, are you ready? Are you ready for the answer here? Yeah, let's do it. Strip the bandaid off. Well, you must have some influence and power, sir, because you have changed the vote. Max's power line is the winner. Yes. By a pretty significant margin. Really? Yeah. I know it's going to disappoint a lot of people because a lot of people were behind the Tarachisa guy. You had me worried, what, a couple days ago? Well, a lot yeah. of people like were voting in late for that, but Max's yeah. power line won. I think at the end of the day that most people I talked to who voted were like, the dude's getting a tattoo. Let him get the tattoo he wants. I've been criticized for even letting this contest go on, but I just don't think people understand you. You're a man of your word. Yeah, I like to be. I try to be. And at, at the end of the day, the know. people supported you. That's all that matters. But, so you're, uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks to the slumberers. So have you decided what this Max, Max's power line is going to look like, where it's going to be, um, how big it's going to be, face or neck? Definitely right on my Adam's app. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I think I'm going to put it over one of my knees, but things could change. Well, if anyone out there knows a good tattoo artist who does Disney stuff, hit me up. Hit us up at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com or anywhere on our social media. Also, if you can give me a discount, that'd be nice. But <laughs> I was about to say, price doesn't matter because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> price does matter. Price does matter. But look, if you present me with something good... I'll reconsider. If it's going to have, like, gold foil or something, is it going to, like, shine? Gold foil? You know? I mean, I'm down for something. I'm down for whatever. I got to see it. But I'm (laughs) down for whatever. I'm pretty open. Yeah, you know, we're not going to surprise you. You thought of a good idea right before this. You were like, oh, we should have done it where you didn't know and you just went in. And that, like, Impractical Joker style, whatever it was, that's what won. I couldn't do that to you, though. That would have been the way to do it, though. (laughs) Well, if I knew you were up for it, maybe I would have done that. I just thought of it, like... In that moment. Well, you get a lot of prizes with not just this tattoo. 
you're going to get, you know, Kyle's allowing you to do an American Pie episode here because he did the original, but he said, go for it. If he's getting a tattoo for the show, he gets to do his own American Pie episode. So we'll do an American Pie Revisited. I feel like I, sh- I should probably listen to that episode then, right? <laughs> It was a two-parter, but that's what, back when I was doing two-parters. Now I just say, hey, if it's going to be two hours, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, excited about that. You gave me a list of some other films you'll be on, too. People really liked your appearances so far. And, you know, clearly, I said clearly you have some influence because you swayed the vote. Yeah, I mean, you said that a lot of people listened to that kid's one, and I didn't really believe you, but I guess so. It was a very popular episode. Now, what do you say to those who are disappointed that Bobby, Leaning Tower of Chisagai, will not be permanently on your body? A lot of people, including one of the guests today, Autumn Ferrara, I know she's going to be very disappointed listening to this because she was one who wanted it. Some people who were very close to us wanted that one. What do you say to those people? Good. Stay in that disappointment because I'm taking this W all the way to the tattoo shop. I only care about the people that listen to me. <laughs> Came out and vote. Will you at least, just for them, I know it's a small consolation, will you at least, if I buy you a can of Cheese Whiz, make that Leaning Tower of Chisa and eat it? Oh, absolutely. Cheese Whiz is good. <laughs> I'll do it. If that's I don't know, but... Uh, but How big of a tower are we talking? <laughs> Whatever. Com- comparable to the movie. Yeah, sure. We could do that. Now, uh, if you're listening out there, I know that's no consolation, but hopefully it's something. Hopefully it means something. Cousin Pumpkin, as you like to be known in this show, and in real life, even to, even to your siblings, your Cousin Pumpkin, even to your girlfriend, your Cousin Pumpkin. Yeah. No, so no. That's what she calls me in the bedroom. <laughs> That'd be so weird. <laughs> Side note, I was at my mom's uh, a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, Pumpkin said this, or Pumpkin... I forgot what it was about. And she's like, why do you keep calling him that? Like, that's what he wants to be called. It's too late to change it. She doesn't believe now. me. Like, no. I told you that one of my uncles when I was in, like, I don't know, maybe, like, fifth grade. It was definitely, like, an elementary school. He came up to me and was like, you gotta ha- stop having people call you Pumpkin. <laughs> Like, you want, you want to be a grown man and people call you pumpkin? Like, they're going to call you that forever. I was like, I don't care, man. It's all good. He was right. But <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. And, and tis, I don't mind it at all. Tis the season for pumpkins anyway. It it's is. your season. It is. We're, you know, we're opening October, Halloween season. So, you know, I know you want to get to bed. I know you had a long day, and I snuck over your place just it's to get this good. interview. So just a quick thing. As we enter the Halloween month, are there any uh, Halloween memories you have and anything you're looking forward to this abbreviated Halloween? What are your thoughts of October, I guess? I don't know. I kind of feel different because people go out and deface all these beautiful pumpkins <laughs> every year. You know, F the jack-o'-lantern. Keep the pumpkin. That's so Pumpkin Awareness Month? Yes. Protect your pumpkins, guys. They don't need to be destroyed like that. As I say that, if you go on my Instagram, there's definitely... Uh, carvings that I've done of pumpkins. (laughs) You know, Janie, you're here as well. Obviously, you're not on mic, but just going to ask the both of you, is is there still a pumpkin carving thing this year? Is that still happening? Oh, Oh, I don't know. No? Canceled? It's off this year? Canceled? Actually, I did know about this. Um, Because every year you guys do like a nice little pumpkin carving contest with your friends. Yes, but it also, it's a very yin-yang day because there's some miserable parts of that day. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I don't know if you were doing the pumpkin portion, though, as well, because 
we also have to do like a this is going to sound so awful that I'm complaining about a charitable walk <laughs> I was hoping you weren't complaining about the walk the charitable walk that we have to do in the morning before having to go pumpkin picking then carving these pumpkins I thought you were going to say that like cancer is really bad which it is I didn't know you were oh, complaining oh, yeah. about the walk yeah. Jesus no, Christ the walk sucks <laughs> it's, it's on the boardwalk and it's in Point Pleasant and it's always brick out it's freezing out what, you have to you get do? up so early. But it's a day you don't look forward to? I look forward to, like, roasting the pumpkin seeds and, like, because I never win. They, they always do a, a contest every year. And one of her friend's dads usually comes and judges the pumpkins. Like, the first year I did Mr. Men, he was a Yankee fan. So <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I never win. So I'm, you know, how competitive I could be. So I look forward to that. Didn't that you part. once make like a rather provocative looking? Yeah, Jack I made an orgy. Yeah, yeah, and your dad did judge. You can see it on my Instagram at Dirty Dominican. If you go down far enough, that's how you got. It was the name, last huh? year, I think. Was it last year? <laughs> I think it was either so. last year, or the year before that. Oh, uh, well. Regardless, there might not be a march today, but of course, that is a big day for breast cancer awareness, so yes. uh, I'm sure they're still doing something there, and if you guys can't carve a pumpkin, maybe maybe you can just carve a pumpkin at home, or, or again, I know you're against that, but you gotta we'll do something. This. We'll see. Don't, don't get her any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it is the season. It's a great month. It's a great time of we year. We live in the city now. There's no pumpkin patches over here. We, we can easily drive to one. You could start your own. Pumpkins, pumpkin patch? Nah. The second P is for something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, this was an absolute pleasure. And, you know, we got to follow this saga. When we get a good tattoo place, we're going to do it. We're going to video it. You know, we'll post it on social media. It'll be on your social media. It'll be on, hopefully it goes to other places as well. And hopefully the tattoo turns out well. I mean, it's my dime and... Your body, still more important to you than to me, you know, still more uh, impactful yes. to you than to me. <laughs> this is my only, only my second tattoo. Your first tattoo so, is a Yoohoo bottle, correct? It is not a Yoohoo bottle, but uh, it is a soda. <laughs> uh, uh, what soda? Explain and tell us. So Malta, Malta Goya, giving out free advertisements here. Goya? Body. Supporting the Goya during this yeah. election? You know what? Goya's Goya, yeah. <laughs> And they have adobo, they always gonna have me. You should get an adobo tattoo. That might be next. <laughs> I'm just gonna be freaking a bunch of Hispanic things over here. Get country club next. It, it is like Latin American Heritage Month, so yeah. There you yeah. go. There you go. Pumpkin Month, Latin American Heritage Month. Everything for you. Um, and you know, I know you don't support Goya politically, but you do support them with your taste buds. Oh yeah. How can you not? I feel like this is little like 10 minute thing we did here got a lot more controversial than I thought it would <laughs> I guess what, what do I expect here. yeah yeah that's what happens <laughs> what I expect well thank you so much once again looking forward to having you on again and looking forward to you getting this tattoo and uh, yeah slumbers stay tuned the saga continues
So you heard it here first, folks, from our intrepid Brian Rodriguez. That tattoo that Pumpkin is going to get on his body permanently is Max as Powerline from a Goofy movie. Sorry all those who wanted Leaning Tower of Chisagai. What he wanted won out in the end, and that's fine. It's his body. I can't wait for it, and don't worry. I'm going to fill you in. We're going to take videos. We're going to do all that. You'll know when he gets it. You'll see what it looks like. It'll be fun. We'll make a day of it. It'll be great. <laughs> well, it's Halloween time, right? No, it's not Halloween day. It's not October 31st, but everyone knows once it turns October 1st, we celebrate Halloween month, and the celebrations might be abbreviated this year, but that's okay. On High School Slumber Party, we're still having a good time. I know the bell rang a while ago, but it doesn't matter. Stay in school as long as you can. It's good for you. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, just want to give another warning ahead of time. And this warning is to young baby Harrison Ferrara, Harry as he's known. If you're listening to this 10, 20, 30 years from now, and this podcast somehow still exists on a very, very, I don't know, a very, very high shelf or a very, very dark corner of the internet, <laughs> then I'm going to warn you, if you go past this point, you're going to see what your parents are really like. And maybe you want to see that, maybe you don't, but you should know this ahead of time. Because this episode, it gets crazy. I'm just letting you know. And for all you other slumberers out there, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our first Halloween party of the season on. We're talking Monster Squad with Dan and Autumn Ferrara, and the song is, well, this, I looked it up, this has an awesome soundtrack. Let's do Rock Until You Drop first from the Monster Squad soundtrack. Class dismissed. bear you think yeah definitely i thought it was like some kind of like a wombat or something a wombat well if he was a wombat he would poop cubes and i don't see him pooping cubes do they poop cubes that's the thing they poop cubes google it it's so weird wombats kind of look like capybaras a little bit they're similar not as happy as wakakas though <laughs> is this going to be your podcast like like a mammal podcast the two of you mammal poops and you <laughs> we talk a lot about that is definitely true. We talk more about poop than I ever thought we would. And I've never been so concerned with how many poops a creature has in a day. 
That's, I feel like that's your first question when you come home. Did he poop? And whether or not that's sure. like your litmus test if it's going to be a good day or a bad day for him. <laughs> well, he didn't poop today. So he's going to be so. He didn't poop today. He didn't poop today. And he was a, he was he was rough. He was it was a rough rough go. Oh, parented. Yeah. Yeah, this is our life now. We're keeping this all in. The last time we had you guys, I think, was Beavis and Butthead. And I think it came out like... Oh, wait, is this... Is this are we recording? I, I told you I'm recording. People like the humanity. People like the... Whatever. I can start whenever you want. If, <laughs> if you want. Yes, because people think you're so, like, you know, full of yourselves and high and mighty. But this is showing... Well, I'm like, just oh, saying, yeah. we're the power couple of, you know, high school slumber party. I mean, the, I think you're the only official couple. Not that there was unofficial couple, but like, especially to make repeat appearances for very specific Halloween. You know, like we have our. Well, now that I'm home during the day, I've been listening to the podcast pretty frequently. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. One time I was late and you called me out. You're like Brian, where's where the hell is, is Goofy movie? <laughs> I know because I look forward to it. That it gives goofy me something movie. to do during the day. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and that the Goofy movie incident happened because. My cousin Pumpkin accidentally muted his microphone for half the podcast, and it was about like forty-five minutes to an hour. And we had to <laughs> we had to re-record, did. but we were like so many white claws in, and I was like, "Oh, I can fix it of somehow." Of course, Pumpkin drinks white claws. <laughs> oh, of I've course. been drinking it because that's what he brings over, and then that's like that. I you'll see a lot of white not, claw in my home. Not over message you that day because I felt like I was messaging you too much, but I had so she much. She needed to know. <laughs> I had so much input on the kids' podcast. <laughs> well, we're, we're recording this before the official tattoo announcement runoff, but by the time you guys hear this, you will have known what it is, so spoiler alert just in terms of recording time, but you guys open up the Halloween season every year, and we're doing it again this year, you know, I think this is year three for us, which is awesome. Yes, yeah, it's been that long already? Sure has. Sweet. Crazy, yeah. Uh, what did nice. we do? We've done a bunch of movies together, so I can't... Last time you were on, again, it was pre-Baby. Scream and Halloween. And you were on for Beavis and Butthead last time, but yes. Yeah, it was Scre- Scream and Halloween. Was, yeah, those were the Halloween ones we did. Those were the openers, and today we have a different film, very different film, but also one that people... One that barely, meets, <laughs> barely made the cut. So well, yeah. why I wanted to do this movie was this is actually what we watched on Halloween last year. And I totally forgot uh, about and it, because I was too drunk. And then he finally <laughs> remembered, and he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and apparently well, I made the exact same comments throughout the movie. And I was like, I know, because you said this last year when we watched it. <laughs> that doesn't anyway, surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Well, that's like my staple. Well, isn't it better that Dan you didn't make... Himself. We know that. <laughs> but isn't it better that you didn't make different comments? Like, if you had... A no, no, no. Different... Like, almost word for word. So, but... we have this thing. Every time we do a movie, it's free before we do it. And then once we have to do the podcast... Somehow That's... they take it off all the streaming sites and we have to buy, <laughs> it, on have to buy it on Amazon. So, of course, we're talking Monster Squad today. And Monster Squad, again, controversial pick because, you know, the main kids aren't in high school. But, you know, as I finished it up, we definitely have at least two high schoolers. Um, we'll get into it. We'll, def- we'll definitely get into it. But first, you guys need to introduce yourself in the classic high school slumber party way. If you remember how to do that. If not, I can help you. But do you remember? I got it down. All right. My name is Dan Ferrara. I am a Northern Valley Regional High School of Ultapan, Golden Knights, uh, class of 05, contemporary of our host, Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Autumn Ferrara, class of 06. Formerly a gra- of the Eggers. A grade younger than my husband. 
an upperclassman. And I am a Fortimer Steinert Spartan. Uh, Dan, just this reminds me. This episode will come out before another episode. But I, I have Dan Kim on this month for Final Destination. And something really crazy happens in rel- in relation to our high school. I'll put it that way. So definitely check out that episode. There's a twist. And that's a little tease for you guys out there. I'm recording all like October. What I can't say. Destination that's connected to our high school. Well, that's a real big tease for me because, you know, I'm a listener of the show myself. Well, you know, again, we appreciate it. We de- I say we, it's just me, but whatever. <laughs> that Dan Kim got caught drunk driving a logging truck? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's something... It's something that very weird that happened to me and Dan us during the episode. Truck all the time. That's a, a matter of time before we're caught up to him. <laughs> anyway, okay, we're opening the Halloween the season today. This is, you know, this is always a great time of year. I'm not a big horror guy, so I always catch up on my horror films or whatever you want to call this one. I know this is horror, but obviously this is not. It's kitsch. too spooky. This. Yes, yes. Classic Halloween. Can't be yes. fun. Yes, yeah, so, uh, you know, I've talked to people who do not like scary movies, but like Halloween movies, and often I'm like, what does that mean? But it totally makes I sense, I like right? Hocus Pocus. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. What's the Airbuds Halloween movie? Spooky Buddies. Spooky Buddies with the Airbuds. The Halloween Oh, show. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> yes. Have you watched that movie? I, oh, look, I've seen the, the front cover on, like, DVD stores and stuff at Best no, Buy. watched it. Well, he, we, he wouldn't we, remember we, if we didn't watch we it. He definitely it. watched it. We watched I don't we think I've seen it. That's honeymoon. Well, okay, so as it is Halloween season, I always ask you guys, you know, you never reveal your costumes, and I understand that, and I appreciate that. But now that now that your parents... Does, so we already ho- ordered his costume she in August. She is so excited about the costume. In August. Okay, so I was going to say, do you have a costume... For your, oh your child, He's like, is so that important? Obviously, cute obviously now that we're accessories to the baby versus vice versa. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be pretty damn cute, not going to lie, but it's, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. The only thing we'll say is that his costume is from a movie that came out in 1984. Oh, that is specific. And, and includes high schoolers. And a high schooler. So if you want to do another episode featuring Harrison Ferrara, in character. In character. <laughs> he makes the same noises, He says too. mom now. He does. Oh, he, he's congratulations. Not like, but he, he makes the, the mamas. And he's not saying dad? No, he says Homer. <laughs> Wait, what? Nicole just asked me off camera, or off microphone, was that his first word? It's his only word. It's his only word. It's a, so the first, yes. I'm pretty yes. sure his... And we, I had money that his first word, because he hears it so often, I had money that his first word was going to be, damn it, Gus. No, he just lays there and he's like, mama, 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 Wait, what? Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Thank you. This is this is your last contribution on this episode. Uh, I'm just joking. What, um, shut her down quick. Nicole told me to ask you. Do you guys remember your first Halloween costumes, or maybe you don't remember, but do you have any kind of idea what the you know some of your early Halloween costumes were? So my first Halloween, I was only a week old, and my mom just put me in like a Halloween onesie. But my favorite autumn the next Halloween year, story, she hooked me up with a pumpkin costume, and she stuffed it with packing peanuts. <laughs> it was awesome. I was also a bunny for one of my early Halloweens. I know this is kind of embarrassing, I think, 
it had to be a really early Halloween, maybe three or four, but I had a hand-me-down costume. And obviously you've known me since high school. It was a hand-me-down from my older sister. Yeah, I was going to ask. So okay. it, was flower, <laughs> it was Flower the Skunk from Bambi. <laughs> it was a skunk hat and like a skunk or skunk like hood with like ears. That's adorable. And it was a skunk like costume, but it had a little flower lapel. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> it's better than Yosemite Gosh, Sam. My, I, I wanted to be Tweety Bird for Halloween in first grade, and my dad came home with a fucking Yosemite Sam oh costume god. for me. Oh my god! I'm that's still so traumatized. different. To this it's... day, it was, <laughs> it was so awful. Like they... what? Where did you get that? Like a gas station? <laughs> <laughs> they might be in the same animation family, but that's I missed. I miss the costumes from like the early '90s, where it was just like the plastic mask of the character, and then a smock that just said that. Character. Oh yeah! Like you would get like a Captain America face, you would just say Captain America like on the plastic smock. That date that dates back to like the '70s, like those bagged costumes where it was just like like you said, like the look it up like Wonder Woman costumes from like the '70s and '80s. That's what they are, just like Wonder Woman's face and just says Wonder Woman. <laughs> I know there was a, a Big Bird costume in there at one point, too. Again, Big Bird plastic mask, and then like a yellow garbage bag. <laughs> picture of my first Halloween costume. I'm we'll glad they'll it. see that on the podcast. Well, they no, won't, we, but I can see Brian. We, we can share it. We can share it. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> Hi. We're doing a video right now, everyone. So if you're wondering. What did you guys dress Gus as? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Halloween. Nicole's next question is. What will Gus be dressed as? What was his first Halloween costume? First, and what will he be dressed <gasps> this year? Well, they don't reveal their... You don't know. I've been searching for a costume that matches the baby's costume, and the only thing I'm finding are, like, homemade costumes. Gus is kind of a we're demon having a, We're having a really hard time with Gus and the baby right now. They're competing for our love. Definitely. Well, no. The baby likes us. The baby pets Gus now, like, the on The baby his own. likes Gus, but Gus wants nothing to do with the child. <laughs> Gus is like, I'm over this shit. It's like, can you put him back? <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't bring this home. <laughs> well, that's why we had to start putting the baby in the crib. Well, like, you'll be sitting there, like, feeding the baby. And Gus, and Gus like starts, this. like, nope. Yeah, like, nope, nope, I'm doing, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Gus sat on the baby. Oh, my no, God. Oh, God. Is like, no, He's look a comfortable at me. pillow. I'm, I'm the baby now. <laughs> <laughs> She put a bonnet on, on Gus. It's well, so bad. I'm going to go into my cave. Bye, guys. Bye, Nicole. Bye. So, obviously, uh, COVID creates some Halloween challenges, but do you at least have some fun Halloween plans? Or Our plan for Halloween is we're going to kind of take the baby, like, people we know to visit. And we're going to take them to my mom's house, probably my friend Jane and Amanda's house. My grandparents' house, dressed up in his little costume. I mean, he's, like, done for the day by, like, 4 o'clock anyway. And then, I don't know. I like that, like, pipe shoot idea people are doing for trick-or-treaters. Like, I'm all about having trick-or-treaters at our house. But we'll probably just... What's this? Not... You put, like, a PVC pipe or a cardboard tube that goes from your, like... Think of, like, your stoop. So you just drop... So like down your railing and you, you put, put it the... down the railing. You just drop shoot the candy through the pipe. And it goes into their candy bag. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I that's mean, cool. but we barely get trick-or-treaters in normal circumstances. We got like 10 last year. These trunk-or-treat things. But who knows? Uh, because now people are so like rebellious that maybe we'll probably get the most trick-or-treaters we've ever had in our lives. How ironic that they're going to complain and said, 
you're not going to cancel Halloween by making me wear a mask. But then it's a whole holiday <laughs> dedicated to wearing masks. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like, last year, we sat around, we waited for trick-or-treaters, we watched Monster Squad, and we ordered pizza. And we'll probably do something similar at night. But I'm excited to take the baby around. His costume's so fucking cute. We but. can't wait to find out what it is. And, Dan, for a second, I thought you said Trump or treat. I'm like, what is that? But you said trunk or treat, right? Yes, I did. I did. Although I'm sure Trump or treat is a thing somewhere. It's and nothing. And mom will be there. But not my kid. <laughs> not my kid. Not our A kid. different kind of Halloween surprise. My kid will be there to throw Molotov cocktails at it. <laughs> so, so you're raising kind of a, a rebellious child. Uh, no, I, not at all. We're raising a child that is going to say, fuck being closed minded but here's here's the thing we could run into a whole uh michael keaton situation you know where it's, it's a like michael keaton situation parents are, uh, <laughs> i'm so curious where nah, this is going uh, what the hell was that show with michael j fox uh oh alex uh, family ties? Family ties. yeah like, that's, that's not michael like, keaton. Kind of like left not michael keaton oh shit what the hell was his name <laughs> it's, it's alex keaton, keaton. That's Alex their last name, yeah. Yeah, his his Michael Keaton. Yes. What's Batman? He's gonna grow up to be Batman. It's fantastic. <laughs> that would be the weirdest way to say my kid's gonna grow up to be Batman. You know, like yeah. the kind of Michael Keaton thing. To, to anyway, it. speaking of Alex P. Keaton, I heard you singing LFO the other day. Apparently, that went viral. I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't know I was being recorded. You did a very good job. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you love girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> you we'll did see. very good. Thank you, I thank you. It. She'd take it if she had one wish. Oh! <laughs> See, you know the you know the lyrics too. He sure does. That was lo- that was left wing. I wasn't expecting that. Do you know <laughs> you're still on you're still on the anti <laughs> throwing Molotov cocktails at Trump supporters? Oh boy. So okay, just qu- last thing on LFO. Do you know what LFO stands for? No. Low flying objects. <laughs> the light funky ones. Really? Did they have any other songs? Do they have anything that's uh, gr- funky? Girl on TV was their only other song. Didn't so. they all like die really tragically or something like that? Didn't <laughs> one dude like off himself? I, think he's like, I don't know. Together, that was I don't know about that, but two, no, two, really. two really. out of three of them are really. dead. Two out of three of them are two dead. Three but three I know. Dead. Oh, I, I one was that. cancer. I don't know the other one, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. Yeah, one dude definitely off himself. <laughs> Who knew? Not me. Didn't think we'd be talking about LFO, but here we are. Um, God, I feel bad on for Halloween the- special. <laughs> on a it's a summer song. I feel bad for the high school party audience who did not get to see uh, the video of me singing "Summer Girls," but maybe one day on high school slumber party I'll do it as well. Yeah, I mean, any any other Halloween things planned, or should we just start talking about Monster Squad? Are there well, movies you want to see this Halloween? Do you know what Halloween movie you're going to watch? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Monster Squad. Maybe it's not Monster Squad. Any I don't know. any movies you have planned? I feel like we're so far. It is, it's so hard to watch a movie with the baby now. Yeah, like this, it's, yeah, to get an hour, hour and a half to two hours to not be interrupted is nearly impossible. We've been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It's like a vampire show on FX. Oh, love it's it. It's really funny. Love it's, it. The movie's been, great, too. Yeah, we just finished that. Yeah, we just finished the first two seasons. And we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do with our lives now? Because, like, TV <laughs> shows are, like, perfect for us right now. Yeah, that makes get, sense. That makes Half-hour increments are all we can do. <laughs> Being well, a parent is a lot. I don't recommend it. <laughs> so if par- Parenthood had a Yelp review, how many stars would you give Parenthood? Two. It sucks because it's like. He's nine, cool. Nine, I mean, I, but like, 
here's it. It's, it's a like, lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Think like, an aunt is way better. I've never said fuck you to a child so many times. <laughs> like you said, you're like, it's like, what the fuck? I don't I, get I, like, I he, tell him he sucks. And these all things the time. like to intentionally want to kill themselves, just like by like you don't under, like you have to eat, you have to eat, you're going to like if you don't eat, you're gonna die. Like, you know, but then they do something for like five seconds that's freaking adorable, and you're like, Oh, it's so worth it. Oh, yeah, I get it. It's like the light of my life. And it is, it is. But then like they go back to being like a horrible like shit monster. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> And it just cycles all over again, but you do it, and it's cool. It's the most. Un- and I feel like say it's so rewarding because they just want to rope other people into it. Yeah, we we're come <laughs> down here with the rest of us. Join us, one of us, one of us. <laughs> it is cool. The kid's awesome most of the time. It's frustrating as fuck. So, Parenthood, two of five stars. And also, like, the worst thing you can what do for you, the planet. How many stars would you get? Worst it? thing you can do for the planet. How many stars? The amount of garbage this kid diapers. They don't even decompose. Well, okay, like, how many stars? It's one star, but it's a really bright star because our kids are fucking oh, stars. Oh, he didn't even get two stars. I always gave him you, two. You just missed the 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 uh, the, the joke I was making. <laughs> our kids are star. I didn't say what would Harrison get on Yelp because I hope you both would give him five stars, but I said just parents <laughs> in general. Sure. The- I think you should need a license to reproduce. <laughs> like you should take a test. This, this has been a hot episode with a lot of like you know, <laughs> little takes and just like just because I don't think I don't nobody allowed us to have a kid and that's kind of disturbing. <laughs> they just left it up to our discretion. That's responsible, somebody. <laughs> so I'll ask you this question: Would you have passed the test? Probably. I mean, as frustrating as <laughs> all, it, all joking aside, I think we're doing a pretty good job <laughs> so far. <laughs> I'm an all right, mom. She's a good. She's a really good mom. She's like with him eight hours a day right now and. Especially Twi- in this, 24 hours a day. Well, well, yeah, I say eight, <laughs> alone eight hours. A day. No, especially in the situation <laughs> given where like daycare is on new kids. No, nah, she she's stellar as a mom. I can't say enough. It's my five stars. Wife. I can't say enough good things. Five stars. Five star mom for sure. Five star mom. <laughs> the kid will vary from five to one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Today he was doing some cool five star stuff, but then he dropped down to like one star from, real quick. Right now their brains do so many. You know, there's such a leap between like days. They they can be like there can be such a change in like a week's time from what their brains are making connections for. So it's like everything. There's something else to look out for, and that's really cool because they they grow really quick at this point. Like think of it like a video game character from level one to level ten for your character happens kind of quick, and you. But then like to get from level ten to level eleven, you have to beat a lot more like bosses and do a lot more grinding and farming. <laughs> Where are we going anyway, here? We're with? totally digressing. Parenthood talk. We'll leave parenthood for a while, but just last question. Um, as Autumn, especially like horror fan, or you're both fans of Halloween and such, what movies do you most look forward to having your son watch for the first time? Seeing that reaction of like, oh my God, you know. Horror is a tricky genre because it's like, should we show him? You know, well, that's what I say all the time. Like, what if he's like scared of stuff? Well, I think there's enough like comedy horrors, like even like Evil Dead, the Evil Dead series. Yeah. I feel like that's a good intro. I agree. I, I thought it would be like his first. 
because even like Kimmy's kid, like Loves this is it. my boomstick. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A three, our, our friend's kid. He's three years old and runs around going, "This is my boomstick." And he like lives like, wow. up obsessed with Evil Dead. That's a good. Story. Wow. Well, because so it's you, like it's like kind of funny. There's like there's or like Toxic Avenger, yeah. New Jersey's first superhero. That's like, New Jersey's like only, only superhero. superhero. That's like a great starter kid. Gotham film. City is technically in New Jersey. Throwing that out there, by the way. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, Evil Dead at three years old. That's the plan. Can't wait. You got to let me know in three years. When I was five, my favorite movie, and I wore out the VHS, was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so five, really weird. five for Texas Chainsaw. Not that, this, not that this was a horror movie, but for some reason when I was a kid, we had a, a taped from TV copy of uh, Hell's the Crime Author. But the book was The Client. <laughs> oh, Grisham. John Grisham. Yeah, John Grisham. And I kept watching the movie The Client over and over. And there's this one scene where they dig up the decomposed body. And, like, I would pause it and look at it because you would see, like, the skull with, like, the maggots and stuff. And talk to my mom. Like, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with it. And I remember there's a, a the, the kid in the movie almost looked like Budnick from Salute Your Shorts where he had, like, a cut-off <laughs> sleeve T-shirt and, like, a red mullet. But – and. <laughs> Because the lawyer in the movie was an ex-alcoholic, and he's like, "I know you're crazy. I should have smelt my smelt your breath before I talked to you." And that's like when I learned like alcoholics smell like alcohol. And I was like, "Way too young," but like I was obsessed with the client. Well, I feel like your kids never like what you want them to like. So like I'm gonna want him to like horror and stuff, and he's gonna be like, "Mom." Is Budnick also John Connor's friend in Terminator Two? Mm-hmm. Is that the same mm-hmm. actor, or is that just like me? Same kid, same kid. Okay, okay. Just always, you know. Absolutely same kid. Yeah. <laughs> that just can't. One second. <laughs> Arcade version was so much better when you had the actual gun. All right, we're off the rails. Let's... <laughs> All right, so Monster Squad. That was the movie you chose this year. Um, you know, not your traditional horror classic, but as time has gone on here. Less choices to make, but of course, you know, a movie that I feel like a lot more people are talking about nowadays than they were for a while. Maybe an overlooked film for a little bit. So I'll ask the both of you, uh, what's your history with Monster Squad and, and why Monster Squad? Besides for the fact that you watched it on last Halloween. Or maybe that's the reason. Oh, Who man, knows? that's like a longtime Halloween favorite for me. I've like always, since I was a kid, I've loved this movie. I think maybe it's just like nostalgia of it. Oh, it's definitely a nostalgia factor for sure. Came out the year we were all born. Well, I don't know what year you were born, Brian, but the year me and Dan were born. I was born in 1987. So, yeah, the year we were all born. Is this a movie you both watched as a kid and really liked? If you don't remember anything, you remember Wolfman's Gotten Arts. <laughs> that's, that's something all Did learned. you not see this as a kid, Brian? I didn't, actually. I did not. Um, I might have caught it on really? TV here or there. This is my first, like, real front-to-back watch of Monster Squad where I was paying attention and doing my thing. That's I feel crazy like this to me. And, uh, okay, here's this the, and Hocus Pocus. Well, no, and here's like the tie-in. Do you remember Little Monsters? Little Monsters, I watched. Yes, that was Fred, Sa- that was Fred that. Savage from The Wonder Years. And what do we have in this movie? His brother from yeah. The Wonder Years. Jason Hervey's in this yeah, one. So which like, is, um, I saw Little Monsters like later, not later in life, but like later than I should because our former mutual friend Sam, that was one of his favorite movies, is like, you haven't seen Little Monsters? But this was like, I think I saw it in like late middle school, early high school. So interesting, interesting time for film, the late 80s. This film, Monster Squad, always gets, or not always, because recently, like I said, it's been getting a lot of 
nostalgia praise, but for years it was always just considered the Goonies ripoff. Oh, um, similar. It's very, it's similar, yeah. but it's very different in terms of like it's not. I don't consider Goonies like really a Halloween film. This is like no, very much. It's just an adventure. A Halloween film. It's an adventure. But I get it. Young kids, people have come on this podcast and said it, and I think it might be true. Like, was there a better decade? At least looking back, because we really grew up in the '90s. But like, it seems like '80s kids. That was the last decade of like real fun. Again, I know it's spilled over to the '90s. I know we had fun childhoods, but like to be like an '80s kid in like a clubhouse and just like do your own thing all day and stuff. Okay, pause right there. Did you see the clubhouse in this movie? It was so they, that's like better than my current house. Like the, <laughs> shots I'm of that so clubhouse. sad that it burnt down. You know, well, they threw the you know, like Dracula just like pyro Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the kids did not build that treehouse. No, no, that was no. Just like, with the tree. Would you want them to anyway? Like, I wouldn't trust my child. And if your kid and- was that good at carpentry at like that young. There's <laughs> probably the second coming of Jesus. He was a pretty good carpenter here. So every week, I read the back of the DVD or back of VHS. I found a picture of the original VHS from Monster Squad. So here goes. This is interesting, actually. You know who to call when you have ghosts. But do you know who to call when you have monsters? Just dial 100-MONSTER, which I don't think is part it's of this. It's on their business okay. cards. It's on their business cards. It's on their like, business cards. They're totally just trying to, like, oh, this is a Ghostbuster for monsters. No. <laughs> Whether it's a bat in your belfry or a mummy in your microwave, what? <laughs> the Monster Squad ain't afraid of yeah, no dude, ghouls. None of that is, like, in the movies at all. It just <laughs> makes it sound like exterminators. Like... <laughs> When Count Dracula... I worked for Terminex. We took care of bats and belfries more than once. <laughs> You're not allowed so you to were, kill them in Jersey. You were, you were kind of in the monster squad then, according to this back of this VHS. Well, I don't like to brag. When Count Dracula flies in, and it's in quotes, when Count Dracula flies in from Transylvania... And his arms tired. <laughs> to retrieve <laughs> an ancient amulet, he calls upon some old friends... To help in his search. With the weird wolf man, grotesque gill man, mildewed mummy, and freaky Frankenstein by his side, the creepy count has until midnight to find the amulet and gain final control over the delicate balance between good and evil in the world. When the police are baffled and parents perplexed, it takes the monster squad headquartered in a local treehouse to correctly diagnose the full moon madness as actual actual monster mayhem. As midnight draws near and the ghoulish group gets closer, the monster squad pools its questionable resources, getting ready for a monstrous good time. The monster squad... They make ghoul busting look like child's play. What are their oh, questionable God. resources? I don't know. That, that was, was um, wrong. Their high school friend taking voyeuristic pictures of the neighbor and blackmailing her into questioning her whether she's a virgin or not. Yeah, which is just revenge porn these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't mean to laugh at that, but there's a lot in this film that's like dated is like the easiest word I could say. Um right. It's, it's always the fallback. You got to take it for the time it's in. <laughs> yeah, but I watch a lot of movies from this era. Like, this had a lot of homophobic language, like, more than oh, I'm totally. used to. Um, it starts it, out. Like- from the Wonder Years, picking on uh, uh, 
I forget the kid's real name. They just keep calling him like Fat Boy. Fat Boy, yeah. Fat Boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's talk about the cast and crew then, as, as you mention it. Um, so the director, his name, a fella by the name of Fred Decker, he hasn't really done much, but he works Wasn't a this lot. Great? Yeah. Just keep going. Just <laughs> He works a lot with the screenwriter of this film, the very famous, the very accomplished Shane, Shane, Black. Sh- Shane Black. Yeah, who of course wrote like the Lethal Father Weapon Jack series. Black. <laughs> Is it Jack Black's dad? No, no, no. Yes, absolutely. No, it's not Jack Black's dad. No, Shane Black wrote this, but he wrote Lethal Weapon, a last action hero, Long Kiss Goodnight. He's in Predator, but directed the new Predator, uh, but also directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And the nice guys, like, you know, this is a, a very accomplished uh, writer and later a director. And he wrote this, which I was kind of shocked because, like, I didn't expect this to be, you know. I mean, he wrote it with Fred Decker, but still, like, th- like this is a Shane Black screenplay. And, you know, considered one of, like, the formative action film directors. Sorry, action film writers of all time. So it was interesting to read that for sure. Um it does have some like interesting Shane Black hallmarks, and it is kind of an action-packed film, but it's only, and not a bad thing, it's a kid's movie for sure. This is like legitimately a, a child's movie. The stars are middle schoolers, not high schoolers. Oh, it's, it's definitely like a kid's fantasy type. Oh, monsters are invading my town, and I'm the only one that can stop them. It's definitely like that, uh, you know in-class daydream mentality especially for a kid that's into like comics and horror and you know like absolutely i feel like they did very good for it's definitely like a kid's movie but i think like a nostalgia factor a lot of adults are watching it these days uh but it does have a lot like it doesn't have language that i would call like kids language not just homophobic stuff uh and there's a lot of elements here that i was like wow i'm surprised it's in this movie not in a bad way and i wasn't offended i was just surprised a couple other things I wanted to mention in terms of the production. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was the use of the quote-unquote universal monsters. Exactly what I was saying. Like the whole uh, Wolfman, Dracula, like the whole copyrighted monster universe of Universal that they got the rights to use all of them together. <laughs> well, actually, Dan, I'm glad you bring it up. They did not get the rights to use them. This is not a universal picture. Well, that's why you have uh, Bill Man and not the creature from the Black Lagoon. Exactly. <laughs> all the creatures are slightly different because they're all technically in the public domain because, like, a mummy's a mummy, right? Um, right. Dra- Dracula is, like, a real person, and you just had to change a couple things here or there to not look like the universal monsters. The big change, like, that was noted online was, like, they were able to get away with Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster because the bolts weren't in the neck. They're in the, they're in the head, in the for skull, example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and other stuff like that. If you look at the creature of the Black Lagoon and the Gill Man here, they are slightly different. And again, because it's just a creature, right? It's not necessarily... If they called it the creature of the Black Lagoon or anything like that, they would have gotten sued, you know? And the rest, again, like mummies have existed since ancient Egypt. You can't like trademark a mummy, you might be able to trademark certain aspects of it. Trademark anything nowadays, though. Do you know back in the day, like uh, Victorian era England, mummies were like obviously with the discovery of King Tut and all that, mummies were really like popular among high society, and people used to have mummy eating parties. They would have almost eat it like beef jerky or grind them up and put them in drinks and stuff like that. It was a, a Would you eat it, it was, Brian? 
It was really no. It was it was a thing. It was I'd a thing. Try it. I don't know. Uh, to me, that's like a little bit, you know, crossing the line. Like you're whatever. You're stealing a mummy from where it was buried and then eating it. Like where too else do you get your vitality? It would increase your vitality along true, with your true. radiation supplements. You know, uh, I've been suffering from the vapors, so it's something that I really need in my life. <laughs> the vapors? A made-up disease from the same time that you're talking. <laughs> Have you never suffered from hysteria? <laughs> <laughs> Just remove your uterus. You'll be okay. I probably mentioned this in the intro, but if I haven't, I'm going to say it here for all you haters out there who said, oh, why are you covering this film? You just said it's a middle school film. What does this have to do with high school? Watch the movie, okay? We were kind of discussing this off air a little bit, but there are what seems to be, well, definitely the one girls in high school, the, uh, what's her name? Lisa, I think her name is? The yeah, older sister. <laughs> But he says, my big sister takes that in high school German class. There you go. And, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to say that, uh, what's his name? Rudy, right? Is that his Rudy's name? high school. Rudy? Okay. While we're on the subject of Rudy. <laughs> what the fuck? He's like smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and hanging out with middle schoolers? Rudy's, Rudy's a no, but, problem. But I feel like that was definitely a thing. Like, especially if he's a freshman. Oh, let me. me... There's kids his age that are still in eighth grade, and he might have been separated from his friends, and now he's a freshman, but still has to hang out with eighth graders, but has this need to feel cool or superior to them. That's totally a thing. I could totally understand that. Like, guys, you don't (laughs) get it. I'm more mature than you. Because I drink beer and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want Rudy around my. He got his first pew that way. Now, uh, the Monster Squad is just like, again, they're not originally a squad to hunt monsters. They're just like a squad of kids who like monster movies and stuff. Who They were a monster club. They were like yeah. they were like a common club. They like, you the know. The Stephen King rule shirt. What a that was awesome. That was when Dan brought up two Halloweens in a row. That was his comment that he made <laughs> both times. That shirt's awesome. I've actually seen people wearing this shirt, and I didn't realize it was from Monster Squad. <laughs> But it clearly is. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the cast and, you know, just the Monster Squad themselves. Again, the fact that, like, these middle schoolers, one of them has a Stephen King's rule rules shirt, like, just tells you, like, what kind of kids they are. They get busted early on for, like, not busted, but, like, just criticized by their school for, like, writing a scary story. Um, you know, when Rudy wants to join the monster squad they just give them basic monster questions they're into this stuff this is like a nerd fantasy like oh you're into something and then it becomes real and you have to do it you know so yes (laughs) and and i love it i love it so not a lot of like known commodities here but there were a lot of interesting names the sean who's like the main kid is played by a guy named andrew gower patrick is another kid there he's played by robbie gigger the dad had a very distinct face the dad, the worst cop in the world, but <laughs> this is a trope of horror films, isn't it? That like someone's dad is a cop. Like I, I've seen that a lot. But dude, there's a point in the movie where where uh, I could do it because like, my dad's a like, cop. This, yeah, after after Frankenstein gets <laughs> collapsed, like, like by the way, my dad's a cop. If they mess with us, there's nothing. They, they, <laughs> that whole entitlement of like my dad's a cop. I can do what I want. Yeah, it's just something very Chaz Anders about it. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> someone we went to high school with, of course, but. <laughs> there's a lot here that doesn't age well in 2020 <laughs> you know uh but yeah <laughs> but this guy ages perfectly well in 2020 <laughs> just very relevant so it is very relevant so uh this guy his name is steven mocked 
And I was like, where have I seen this guy? But I really hadn't seen this guy. He just reminded me of that dude who's like uh, in Walking Dead, but he plays like the Punisher now. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, John Bernthal? Yeah, John Bernthal. He's got like a similar... Dude, John Bernthal's best role, along with possibly Shia LaBeouf, if you've never seen the movie Fury... I haven't. Go watch the movie Fury. It's the best damn tank movie I've ever seen. I don't know many tank movies. Oh, tank. It's better than Tank Girl. Okay, that's a separate... Like I say, like, it's... Wheelhouse, Lori Petty. Petty. How do you not? But for a, a WW2 tank movie, holy shit. Oh, I, that is a great... I know what movie you're talking about now. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Brad Pitt's like in it. It's, but like all joking aside, damn fine W2 movie. Yeah, so he plays the dad who's also a detective, whatever. The guy who plays Dracula, Duncan Rieger is his name. A lot of people have said to that he's one of the best Draculas. I don't know. How did you feel about his performance as like... He's the leader of the bad guys, ironically, not the Monster Squad. Well, now I only compare vampires to what we do in the shadows, so the whole time I'm just picturing him like one of them. Hey, Guillermo, get me my pyrotechnics. <laughs> he definitely looks the part of like the classic, like, Bella Lugosi. Guillermo, I need the amulet. <laughs> Like, yeah, like the whole classic Bella Lugosi, like, look of the vampire looks very good. Other than that, it's just pretty, to me, it's pretty generic. I will say monsters overall in this movie, I love the costuming. Like, I really do. We had that, like, the whole Wolfman costume, um, especially our gill monster creature from the Black Lagoon. The whole practical, it's not an obvious rubber suit. It's, it's very detailed. Like, they did really good with, uh, you know, it's not obviously not cgi and stuff like that i just miss in general i miss like practical elements i feel like it's so easy to go to computer animation these days like nobody puts in the effort for a true prop or a true costume oh 100 percent. um i thought the effects on this were excellent so the movie was shot for 12 million dollars it only made like 3.8 um this was considered like somewhat of a flop at the time but even 12 million dollars back then i know it's a lot but it, it's not like a crazy amount but Dan, you're absolutely right about the effects. They were done by Stan Winston, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with Stan Winston. Um, he's a makeup effects artist, but he did Terminators, the Terminator movies. He did the Jurassic Park movies. He did Aliens. Oh, awesome. he did yeah. he did Predator. Like he's done. Yeah, he has. He he built the pedigree for sure. Especially like pre- again, going back to practical effects, Alien, Predator, Jurassic Park. You're talking about like key essential movies of history of practical practical effects absolutely it's, like um, edward scissorhands as well as i go through this like he's james cameron's guy for stuff too like as far as horror goes it's like that and uh tom uh savini tom savini, tom savini yeah stan winston and yeah he died in 2008 but like this guy's legendary so believe it or not he's one of the things that makes this movie like i i wouldn't have known he did that but you're absolutely right like this movie is very cheesy when you break it down. Oh, I love my movie's extra cheese. Though. But like, this is—I so, feel like it's supposed—it's it's supposed, supposed to be. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be exactly and right. And they're drawn directly from the 1950s images of that classic Universal monster. So when do we get to talk about the star of the movie? So who's the star of the movie? Pete. 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 Wait, the Beagle. Oh, oh. <laughs> Played by Jake. Played by Jake, the Beagle. <laughs> we'll talk about him. We'll talk about him. When I saw this Beagle, I'm like, oh, we're going to have some Beagle talk on this show today. I knew it. And- what I think is really funny is we were watching this, and Autumn goes, how did the dog get in the clubhouse? And about four minutes later, 
the kid Rudy goes, how did the doll get in the clubhouse? <laughs> <laughs> because he's like up in the tree. <laughs> but I, I guess that's my point. Like, this movie is supposed to be, like, cheesy, but it does it so well that it's not like, you don't feel like you're getting ripped off or, like, it's, I don't know. Like, the effects are so good. Yes, they're, like, copy Universal monsters, but... They're not, like, you know who they are. They're not different enough where you're like, what the hell is this? But they're also not, like, it doesn't feel like it's a guy in a suit from Party City, you know? Well, I feel like that's that's where the term camp comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's campy because it's, it's, it's fun for the sake of fun. It's self-aware cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it, this movie's super self-aware of what it is. And, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a fun ride throughout. It's, like, again, it's an hour and, like, 20-something minutes long. It's so harmless, except for, again, homophobic slurs or whatever. But we're throwing that aside. Yeah, so there's a dog who doesn't die, which is nice. I hate watching a movie where, like, oh, cute dog, and then it dies. Yes, people have suggested movies like that. The scene that made us know like that's not a real dog and that's like a trained professional dog the twinkie goes in the water and the dog lets it my beagle would have fought that fucking gill monster same my dog like bit and growled my dog's bit me for trying to steal a treat from it let alone (laughs) yeah dan tried to steal a corn of cob from the dog recently from the compost okay so we we had corn one night i have a compost pile in the backyard and Autumn threw the cobs in it, and the dog decides to start munching on these corn cobs. And he can't have that. So, yeah, and the dog freaking bit me because I tried to take the cob from him. So, <laughs> Gus would definitely fight to the death For over a, a Twinkie. Twinkie? Absolutely. <laughs> Gus is also not a very good dog. Gus is not a good dog. He's our dog, and we love him. But he's not a good dog. But he's not, not a good boy. He probably would have been good for the Monster Squad, though, but just not. <laughs> Not a good dog. How many stars <laughs> do you give Gus on Yelp? Um, mm. <laughs> not, See, I would still not... give Gus five stars, though. It's like, you know what? You can't give a Corvette to a first-time driver. <laughs> okay. Gus sucks. You, you have to know what you're getting into. He sucks. And I know that, but... Well, I'll put it this way. Like, it's if, a, if you're, if you're dog that sucks. If, if you're learning to ride a motorcycle, like, your 250 Honda Rebel is not going to be the same as like a Ducati Panangali. When that 17-year-old kid wrecks that, it was too much it was too much bike know. form that was unpredictable and temperamental. Gus is unpredictable and temperamental. <laughs> <laughs> I would not do that to a beginner. <laughs> well, I mean, he's our first dog. No. True. Well, our dog. Oh, together. But <laughs> yeah. Well, happy to see a beagle in this film for sure. There's a bunch of people in this who I've never really seen before and that's totally fine i like it to me it adds to the uh i don't know the fun of the film we already mentioned J- jason hervey as like the bully ej from the wonder years one the one of the pilots is actually like famous uh david preval he was in mean streets with martin scorsese he was also in the sopranos i've never seen the sopranos you're a jersey guy my parents loved it and then my my grandfather wrote really nasty letters to uh hbo and i guess viacom at the point i forget who oh, owned man, it I wish but um because he, he was he was like the head of was it like unico like the oh Italian-American my god yeah and and he wrote saying this is an unfair representation of italian americans and all that it's like he just dude it's a fucking show like we get it <laughs> like just... how about ferrara was cool <laughs> he was a 
He was interesting. Yeah, so was there anyone else um, you wanted to mention from the cast or characters? I mean, look, we have characters. Li- there's literally a character, and we see him a lot in this film, uh, called Scary German Guy. <laughs> what did you think of Scary German Guy? My whole thing is, like, they dropped such a heavy storyline that they never explored. <laughs> right? The, I assume you're talking you about know, the Holocaust thing, right? Yeah, they sit there and go, and this guy does, go, okay, maybe he does know something about monsters. And he goes, yeah, I do. And he shuts the door and they show the the, the tattoo and, and, and never... they just never bring it back up again. And it's like, here's my comment about Holocaust and World War II for six seconds. And that's it. <laughs> oh my, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, I get it, they're scared of him because he's German, but he's not. It's funny for a hundred separate reasons for a different storyline today. We were saying like we're not that far removed from fascism in World War II. We're one generation removed from it. You know what I mean? It's like our grandparents actively lived that. So it's like even back then, you're you know in back then being the eighties, you're thirty years closer to that. So it's like your comment at the point, your comment on World War II is only about thirty years after the actual event. <laughs> And honestly, I get all that, but there wasn't like there was like a fascist subplot in here. Or even no, no, like... and it went. That's the, that's the thing. It was it was a comment that was made, and then went nowhere. <laughs> it's not like, like oh, the monsters are trying to take over in a fascist kind of way. It was just no, and, and there was there was nothing regarding like they're targeting any specific people, aside from the fact that the that he also drove like a World War II era British Land Rover. <laughs> there was nothing else to to connect any of it. <laughs> It was just a really brief momentary comment that dropped such a heavy tone on that one scene. And that was it. (laughs) I knew you were going to like his car, but yeah, that was, uh, it was so, I was like, what? Like they, and they punctuated it too. And the only way you can see it is if you, if you take the step back, you go like monsters in horror movies are fun, but there are real monsters in humanity. And that's, that, that was that brief message. The real monsters are always going to be humans. I get it, but it was just too brief for me. Like, again, yeah. just like... No, no, no. It, was, it was very... Um, kind of tie that in? I don't know. Yeah, very... Like, I feel like they had to have that, like, reading rainbow teaching moment <laughs> to, to, like, justify maybe, like, but some investor. <laughs> I, I also don't think that kids are watching and can connect the dots with that. No, not at all. You know, as an not adult, I could find that out. But as a kid... Yeah, I don't know. So quick question for you guys. Have either of you seen the film Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Oh my god. I love the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Did you I love Did you recognize a Napoleon Dynamite actor in this film? No. No. So the Is Uncle Rico in it? Yes, he plays the Wolfman. Stop! Oh shit, that's him? Yeah. Stop! Yeah. John Grease is his name and he I didn't know it either, but you know, as I was, as I was doing my research. very sympathetic character in this though yeah because he doesn't want to really be the wolfman right yeah he like he tries to warn everybody like you have to cage me up and then even when he gets killed well, he's that's like, like these are terrible because like he like takes their guns or distracts like destroys the police station yeah. imagine what and they punching don't even a want cop to go after him yeah. when he like gives them their location imagine what punching a cop would do now 
<laughs> you know, like <laughs> even just taking, attempting to take a swing at it, and they're like, I don't know, this guy's just oh, he's calling. I don't want to go out there yeah. towards him now they'd be like oh great we've got him the, the friggin dracula throws a stick of dynamite at the dad's partner blows him up and the car and the guy still doesn't pull the trigger <laughs> like i feel like it's the exact opposite of of like what's seen today yep i mean that's fair to say um yeah yes i'm i'm not gonna elaborate because i it's not a political i don't get political yeah Yeah, monster squad the (laughs) the least political move well i guess not as it has uh you know holocaust survivors and interesting police dynamics but anyway yeah i just wanted to share that like that's uh the dude from napoleon dynamite so our our not the monster squad but the squad of monsters if you will the bad guys in this led by dracula uh we have frankenstein's monster we have Gilman, who's creature from the black lagoon uh, from that film or whatever. Who my dog took. <laughs> Who did I miss? Oh, okay, the mummy, and then like these random like ladies in white. What were they about? I think they're zombies. They were Dracula brides. Oh, it's Dracula bride. Oh yes, they're they're credited as vampire brides. Virgins trapped in the closet, and then they get to assume that you know, he goes into that closet and assumes he bites them. And then they show up as the as the women of the night. No, wait, and that's not the phrase. It's a hooker. It is. Yes, but no. But either way, she's sucky dry. <laughs> oh, we have moved in a lot of directions today without even talking about any scenes yet. So, <laughs> um, let's then let's dive into scenes. I mean, this opens with a like an ancient scene, right? Like uh, when they, I guess maybe the last time or one of the last times they defeated Dracula. Hundred years ago. <laughs> 1887. With Van Helsing and his group of... Yep, Van Helsing's there. Uh, that actor is very famous as well who plays Van Helsing. His name is Jack Gillum. G-W-I-L-L-I-M. Gwillum. What does he do? I knew him from the original Clash of the Titans. He's the Poseidon who releases the Kraken in that. But he's like an old Shakespearean kind of actor. He's in Patton and stuff. A Man for All Seasons. Really old Good stuff. Tank. A damn fine tank movie, Patton is. (laughs) Why don't you just start a tank movie podcast, Dan, and just go with it? Because there's only two. (laughs) There's three. There's Tank Girl. I guess Kelly's Heroes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like he's he's a legend, this guy. And but he was only in for like the beginning. And I was like, oh, this is how they're opening. And then you know we we get kind of like the lore of it. And then boom, here we are, middle school. Apparently they're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's what. That's what it said. Uh, I think that's where Trueblood is. I know it's in Louisiana. I don't remember. I mean, that makes sense. I'm going to say that whole area is very heavy on the voodoo and the monsters. and Voodoo, voodoo. You do? Dead French pirates and whatnot. The little boy at one point is wearing like a Confederate hat. So I guess. He is. He is. When he's like writing his uh, Dear Army Guys, there's <laughs> monsters. Come talk to him. <laughs> and they and listen. I love, I love that Army Guys get it. You <laughs> say, show it letter <laughs> like if only the national card was willing to respond to that so quickly hey army guys there's monsters around <laughs> well if the kid wrote it it must be true <laughs> by the way they look really old the army guys i don't know if you caught that but like a lot of the most of them look like um, in their for, 50s for national guard i kind of get it <laughs> fair, fair. it's the volunteer firefighters of the military <laughs> and uh, i take that back because if this is gonna go i always say you know we Nothing but respect the military and all that. <laughs> Volunteer in all service, but for the joke that lands. 
we're pissing off a lot of people today. I can tell you that. Much. <laughs> Brian can't air this episode here too. Welcome to the Ferraras. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about scenes, favorite moments in here. You know, you guys pick the movie. What do you like about this movie? Like what in here is like, these are the scenes that I remember and that I love. This is going to be kind of like, uh, again, to, to overuse the phrase cheesy. It's like, I was a weird child. I like building like model cars and model airplanes and stuff like that. And uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to drive me to this hobby shop called Highway Hobby on Route 17 in Paramus, North Jersey. And uh, we'd walk into this hobby shop and it was like straight out of the 1970s. So you would get like the weird like uh, Hot Wheel style cars, like the, the little red wagon, which was a Dodge van that was cut out to be like a a surf pickup truck and they would have like these like fiberglass versions of like drag cars from the seventies. But with that became the whole monster scene. Like you would get like the Frankenmobile, which would be a, a coffin that was turned into like a 32 Ford dragster. And like, I love the car in this movie, the hearse, the, the old, the old Lincoln hearse with the, with the silver skull hood ornament. And in a weird way, that hobby store was my first introduction to like the universal monster universe because they had all those things. Think of like the monsters, like even the monsters car, the monster mobile, the original Batmobile. Like this was all in that like hobby store. You would, and, and with that, I would get my muscle car kits and things like that. But they always had these old universal movie pictures of it and whatnot. So that was like my first intro into, into like the classic horror or like the classic monster movies. It was through actually through stupid plastic models. <laughs> so like, that world building and all that like it brought me back to that moment where it's like hey i was that age when i was getting into monsters too you know so you, there's that connection like hey you know it's it's like you're again it's that connection of being the same age into the same thing and that that reconnect it, it, it lands with me i i hear you i hear you and you know as we go along there's so much nostalgia here again even for a guy who didn't see the film really um just again the clubhouse and putting the team together uh what do you think of a uh, fat kid slash horace that was an interesting uh I felt for him i mean as a kid i didn't you know it was like funny but like now watching it i still don't something. feel bad for him because he the, the kid turns, the kid gets his uh, uh, not revenge isn't the word but like you know the kid proves that he's he's a hero at the end of the movie he's only like, listen i'm the one saving your asses like you made fun of me but i'm i turned out to be the badass because sure. I'm morally stronger than you. Like, he's the, you know, he gets his action movie moment where he he like you know rock and cocks the shotgun and blows away the friggin' creature of the black ragoon in front, in front of his of bullies and says, "Who's the pussy now, bitch?" Doesn't actually say that, but you know it's he pretty much says it. It's 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 like so you feel almost good for him. And honestly, almost good. You do feel good for him because it's like. That shows you, Forget. you know, versus like the Goonies where it's like, oh, you got to do the truffle shuffle. His friends never make him do shit like that. His friends treat him as an equal from the get-go. He has bullies. Yeah, but like this whole group just accepts him for who well, he is. Well, that's Rudy's cool because Rudy comes in and it's like, yeah, I'm older. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, don't don't fuck with this kid. I mean, they still, I they, fuck cigarettes. they still call him fat kid a bunch. But yeah, you're right. Like, he is one of the group. But like but they don't call your friends, and it's different when your friends fuck. And they don't you call know? him like fat kid in derogatory. What in a, it's as far as yeah, like, like it's like different when your friends say it to you than when like a bully says it to you. I don't, I don't. Yeah. 
I don't know how to explain that. No, no, definitely. I mean, that's definitely true. It's like you could talk shit about your family, but if someone exactly. you know does, I can pick on my brother, but you can't pick on my brother. <laughs> yep. I mean, we lost this guy way too soon. His name was Brett Chalum. Uh, I think he died at like. There's a lot of sketchy info on it because he wasn't like a big star or whatever. But I believe it's on like the DVD commentary that he passed away at that age. And, you know, he'll always be known as Fat Kid. I mean, he has, you already mentioned it, the iconic line of the film, Wolfman's Got Nards. <laughs> died to help us. Now look, I'm the leader of this squad, so listen up. You said Dracula knows we're here, so let's just try to find the amulet. And get the hell out of here. By the way, I can't think of the word iconic without, like, if I read the word, like, in a paper or on a, in a book, it always just, iconic. <laughs> like, it's just ingrained in me now. Well, there you go. Why? It's working. That's the intro oh, of the show. That's the intro to the show. Is he always just kind of keeps elongating iconic. <laughs> Next time you listen, Autumn. <laughs> I think Dan's just not good at, like... Reading? I can read. Imitating? <laughs> <laughs> well that's good you're an original then dan you're an original the army guys are old as fuck they are old why are you like rewatching in the background so i fell asleep. we are we, we watched it last night sleep at the end even though i like insisted i wasn't asleep so like whenever we do these we watch the movie on mute in the background so now that the end is on and the army guys are there and yeah they're really old like really old <laughs> Well, it's because at this time, all the fresh young guys are away for 12 hours in Granada. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This takes place in the same time. <laughs> well, again, what scenes do you guys like in this film? When you talk Monster Squad, like, what, what are the moments you really want to talk about here? The treehouse scenes are my favorite. And I think part of that was, like, like when I was a little... So this is me, nostalgic, going back. I loved, like, the Olsen twins and, like, them being, like, the crime solvers and their little treehouse. It's like treehouse shit in general I was all about. Their treehouse is cool as fuck. They had a beagle. That was cool. It's all my, my favorite scenes are treehouse. <laughs> nothing to do with monsters, just a treehouse. But I get it, you know. There's nothing cooler than having a treehouse. And also, shout out to those Olsen Twin mystery videos. Uh, <laughs> Snooper trooper snoopers. That is the theme. Oh, God, now it's in my I head. <laughs> super duper snooper Super duper snooper First class private eyes Yes, yes I don't know, I was trying to sing the rest, I can't But whatever, yes, I remember those videos as well What do you think, uh, again, as this progresses Well, okay, I'll ask this question And I know it doesn't matter, but like When Dracula kind of, sort of I mean, not sort of, you know, falls out of the sky I love the effects, by the way, when he turns into a bat I think they're really cool for the time when he turns into a bat, all I can think of is what we do in the shadow. Bat. <laughs> but, um, no, 
especially when like the father shoots the like it, towards the end when they're having like their final battle and Dracula showing up in bat form and the father shoots him in the sky and Dracula crash lands in the building. They see him like in that mid transformation mode, like half bat, half human. Great costume. Like great. Like that was, it was great special effects. Yeah, it was really movies. good. Like, again, practical effects. And like, it wasn't so fake where it's, where it's unbelievable. It, it was, um, yeah, just really good costume. Especially for a kid's movie too. You know, I feel like kids' movies are like overdone on the cheesy. And they didn't, and they good. weren't, they weren't scared of blood. It's like when they blew Wolfman up falling out of the building, they, they showed the guts and the stuff on the ground and then it pulling back together. And I feel that CGI has made gore less gory because it's obviously CGI. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. That's definitely not true. All, not in all aspects of horror. I feel like in most. Practical effects are always more like the cutting. Like go go to like a, a pure gore porn movie like Hostel. Cutting that uh, that scene where the eyes falling out and he cuts the retina thing, that's creepy as fuck and like so like blood curdling. And that was a practical effect. Yeah. What CGI scene does the same? I mean, that, CGI will never be as good as practical effects. I don't think there's anyone arguing today though that. Like I don't think there's a ton of like what horror movies are you thinking of? that are coming out recently that have a ton of CGI. The remake of Cabin in the Woods wasn't really practical. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know. I just, even a lot of the saws, um, the last saw scene that really made my skin crawl was saw. I don't think I saw past like the third one. I think saw two when they pushed the girl into the needle pit. Like that was kind of like, oh, because you saw the needles like hanging off of her. But Practical effect. I'm gonna say it. Practical effects are always better than the CGI effects when it comes to horror. Again, I, I think most people would agree with you, and I feel like these days they're really reworking in practical effects. I think they, when CGI came out, they relied way too much on it, and now I think there's like a nice little blend. You watch anything like, you know, even the Star Wars stuff they're making today is not as yeah. CGI as the prequels. Right. Right. Well, I think people are way more into makeup and all of that now. Yeah. Also. Yeah, makeup is its own world now. For sure. Uh, There's a question I was going to ask is, what's the monster's goal here? Because I don't think I was that clear about it. Like, maybe I missed something, but, like, obviously there... Basically, every hundred years, evil has a chance to rule the world. Um, There's a balance... It's almost similar to Star Wars. There's a balance of good and evil. And every hundred years, those tides shift unless this amulet is there to force evil back. So... Evil has control of the amulet. Uh, it opens up this portal to what they call limbo. And uh, if evil's in control of it, they can send good that way and vice versa. If, if good's in control of it, they can send evil that way. So they're allowed life every hundred years until this amulet's controlled of and then destroyed. It is simply the generic world domination plot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that pretty much sums up the, I guess, what their goal is. It's a little silly, and they be, you know, it's up to these. It's just very generic. Yeah, it's up to these kids to solve the mystery. Uh, not the mystery, but like you know, well, yeah, at the beginning, right? Because they find the German book, and it's the MacGuffin. Yeah, it's the here's the amulet. You got to get it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a plot driven movie. It's a character driven movie and an event driven movie yeah for sure i mean it, it, this is not a movie i wasn't really even concerned so much with the plot i was just like watching you know as we were going as we were moving along i guess yeah i mean once they start to develop the true monster squad it's interesting just how uh 
I don't know. Their plans kind of like come to head. We there's a lot of like one to ones with each monster, but the most different one to one that we get kind of in the film is Frankenstein, who, you know, I guess he doesn't want to be. He's well, Frankenstein picks up where he leaves off in the legit 1950s Frankenstein movie, where he's friends with the girl and the townspeople turn on him. Frankenstein gets back up because I don't want to hurt you guys, but my master says this, you know, like Frankenstein's not like, and that's why he's like. Yeah, oh, Frankenstein died. He died helping us. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so cool. He befriends Phoebe, and Phoebe doesn't want to lose him. Um, it's really great, I think. When I was a kid, that was like my favorite part of the movie. I get it. I get it. What I thought was funny, and probably the most high school, like, we're watching this, and Rudy's the one that's in high school, and they're getting prepped to have this monster fight. And Rudy's, uh, in middle shop class. Well, making fucking well, bullets I mean, in his cigarette and, pack, and uh, you know he's sitting in wood. Sh- he goes wood shop and metal shop, and he's in wood shop making like vampire like steaks. Like he's sharpening wood wooden. Well, he, he starts off sharpening the wooden dowels into like steaks. I'm sitting there like, oh, you know, like the wood shop teacher didn't pick up on that. Da da da. <laughs> and like nowadays, yeah, that, that would get. Yeah, he was like, in metal shop making the bullets. Yeah, and, but I remember. Watching this movie, I'm like, oh shit! You know, if a teacher saw that today, they'd call you out so quick. Da da da. But then, like, I thought back, and it's like when we were in high school, and we had Mr. Puckle as our woodshop teacher, and uh, God, it was like, do you remember like Mike Tomasi? <laughs> yeah, and, but like, I bet you the listeners don't. <laughs> specifically, because we went to the same high school, and like, oh, you yeah, know, the woodshop teacher would have noticed that right away. But then I think back to our woodshop, and us like mike Tomasi, we were building wooden slingshots and shit like that mike tomasi on facebook i am actually. <laughs> but um I'm, I'm gonna look and, and like right i remember now. like like anthony macho wasn't allowed to use the table saw because he failed the safety <laughs> test three times in a row oh, and, it was only, and it was only three questions <laughs> but, it's like, but i remember like all this stupid shit we would build behind i don't want to say behind the back of but like you know, like slingshots and all these other stupid things that we would build in woodshop like without the teacher knowing it's like oh no that's very believable actually but you know t- yes but and and i i'm with you i'm like okay you could probably get away with that but to autumn's point the bullets in the metal shop though i think that one would no, have raised some alarms no, here, here's the thing he didn't just cast when he casted his silver bullets like this is what people got to realize like- arrows and shit too. <laughs> I took archery with with Clar, with Miss Clar. We took archery. My but, um, archery certificate is still in our spare bedroom. Nice. Yeah, I was really good at that. I was but, very um, good. But uh what what drove me crazy camp. was, was uh when he was casting the silver bullets in Metal Shop was one I'm like I wish my high school still had Metal Shop and they got rid of that cuz nobody puts any effort into vocational teachings these days which they really should because college kind of isn't worth it anymore but that's a whole different argument in metal shop he doesn't just case the bullet for no and for those who don't know the bullet is the very tip of the cartridge so like your copper bullet fits into the brass cartridge which is packed with your wadding your primer pin and your gunpowder so but when he cast the bullet it's a full silver bullet and cartridge unit and that drove me crazy it's like that doesn't work that's the <laughs> one unrealistic thing in this movie like, it totally cross like, the it line like you just casted the whole thing like you don't just drop the, the bullets just the very tip of that <laughs> you haven't casted silver bullets cool kid that's hanging out with middle schoolers that's making bullets how do you think he is but it wouldn't fire but it does it does it doesn't work that way <laughs> <laughs> oh man we have 
gone on the rails and off the rails and back on the rails and off the rails today. It's been super interesting. I mean, besides for this final fight, which I want to talk about, was there anything else in the film that you wanted to mention or or bring up? Uh, You know, we've talked a lot about, like, what's going on here, and I get not talking scene by scene here because, honestly, what's more memorable to me is, like, the stuff I'm seeing rather than the stuff that's going on. Oh, yeah, let's talk about how shitty of a cop his dad was. <laughs> okay, talk about it then. First off, so this werewolf walks into a police station, like, wrecks the place, rips everything apart. Well, okay. He's, like, assault police officers and then leaves. Then he calls you the next day and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't pursue this and says your son's gonna get it your son is <laughs> gonna get this yeah i don't want to pursue this oh he's what? just another crazy what <laughs> yeah it's just you know his dad is the worst ever well i think he's solidified like so dracula shows up at the house and is just pretty much throwing i do think it's pretty cool that dracula was like a pyro like who decided you know dragon dracula fire dracula well it's not even that it's because it's not even that it's not like he's like spitting fire or throwing fire it's dracula just found dynamite and decided bring me my fire (laughs) and decides that like dracula needs dynamite and he lights it with a finger snap it's not like dracula's spitting fire has his other magical power it's just dracula decided he needed Friggin' grenades. <laughs> and so it's like you're kind of lame on that point where it's like Dracula needs to but like to the point it's, it's like your partner is joking around and discounting this whole thing and then Dracula or not some dude lights a stick of dynamite rolls it under your cop car you get out but your partner gets blown up and of all things you hesitate on shooting is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean typical Typical 80s. Well, yeah, like a, also like a trope we see in a lot of films. Really crappy cops, you know? Who, yeah. In, in, yeah. Incompetent police. None of, these, none, none of these movies work with a competent police force, true. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you know, kids basically. And, and this isn't high schoolers. These are little kids for the most part, including like some. Well, it ranges. You have high schoolers. You have you have somebody that's 14 down like to five. I was say, like. Some it goes them, from five to the fourteen. The one that writes the military, Pete's owner, seems like he's like, yeah, he's like seven or eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Let's let's just be real. Pete was the Pete's star the hero of the movie. Of the movie. We know this. <laughs> Pete, yeah, Pete is. You know, he's the pretty cute beagle. The brains behind the monster <laughs> squad. <laughs> you guys should do a beagle podcast. No, all beagle no. movies. We don't even have time, like for nothing. We barely shower, so. We don't have time for that. <laughs> so besides incompetent police work, you know, as we're going along in this film and we're just like having these mini monster battles, we eventually build to this, fine, this final battle. And one of the things they need, you know, they, ha- they have all their ammunition, as you mentioned, the silver bullet, they have... And then their virgin fucks it up. Yes, so they need a virgin, so that's when they recruit... Our... Oh, the, the, the kid asking his sister, like, are you a virgin? <laughs> that's so I'm weird. count. <laughs> That's so weird. Do you think she means she took it in the butt? She, de- I think that definitely implies she did anal. <laughs> I was not thinking that, but I, I think so. I, I, mean, I think, and I feel like they don't they specify like super their, super they, Christian. It's like my hymen's still intact, they don't but you penetrate their location. But it's probably the Midwest, and that's like a Midwest. No, it's thing. Illinois. 
it's a suburb of Chicago. It's Baton Rouge. We already said this. No, it is. You're right. It's Baton Rouge. We we, we already. already, Right, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So she definitely took it in yeah, the ass. Yeah, this is Sal. She, she's, yeah, she has her hymen, but you, she took it in the butt. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't yep. thinking of the logistics of it, nor do I want to. So that's fine. Okay, but, <laughs> but yeah. So she basically, they recruit her to be the virgin. This is someone who. But she's a butt slut, and it doesn't work. <laughs> This is someone who Rudy, yeah, like has a crush on. Clearly, she joins the team. And another thing, like she's meant. Well, first of all, let's let's just get to that point. They blackmail her with revenge porn yes. to join the team because he took a picture of her. Well, no, 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 Frankenstein, Frankenstein took the picture of her accidentally while she was getting. Well, he would have done it had he the opportunity. God. But um, he had a camera pointed at her bedroom window for who knows how long, and uh, had a picture of her without her top. And said, so if you don't do this, maybe this finds its way through the school. <laughs> yeah, so so he up. blackmailed revenge porner into reading this that German book. Shitty. Yeah, it wasn't great, but like, you know, she has to join the team. And again, really. Cr- what a lesson for today, though. Like, don't take nudes of yourself and don't. Well, she didn't take it of herself. They were like doing what I do mm. in the window. Take it in the butt. Like, it's my banana for the neighbors. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Autumn stares at our neighbors with the binoculars all the time, and I wish I was joking. And now the baby <laughs> dog do too. The list of people we're pissing off today—it just <laughs> now it's your neighbors. Fuck <laughs> the neighbors. Um, by the way, I, I wrote this note down, but and then I, I looked it up. I don't know if you realize, but like the mom in this is also a mom in the Goonies. Oh, can we also talk about that storyline that goes nowhere? Before we talk about that storyline, and before I'm a little tipsy at this point, so I don't want to forget it. The mom puts an open candle next to like the five year old daughter and walks away. Yeah, the girl's you, scared of the dark, so she lights a candle and puts it next to her bed. What a fire hazard! Is not not candle over? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Sorry. So this mom's not getting five stars, that's for sure. No, and like the dad's the detective and all that, and there's this whole thing of like, will they, won't they get divorced? The dad spends too much time at work. The mom says like, are you going to be mad at him? The kid says, the the daughter, are you going to be mad at him? And the mom turns around like, I don't want to divorce your dad. And she's like, I was talking about my brother for telling me about monsters. And it's like, why introduce this subplot of an unhappy marriage when it doesn't matter at all? (laughs) <laughs> it just made like, things depressing. Long. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter to the movie. It doesn't drive the plot. It never gets resolved. It's only brought up, you know. It's like just, <laughs> it's just like, oh, by the way, kids, some parents don't love each other. <laughs> <laughs> it felt it felt really personal, but you're right, there was no payoff to it. <laughs> there was no reason. There was no reason at all to have that in the movie. <laughs> so the dad skips dinner and he has like this moment like the kid wants to, you know, Sean wants to go to the movie and doesn't want to watch his sister. Luckily, they live close enough to the drive-in where the kid's sitting on his roof with binoculars watching the drive-in movie. And you see the Which, by the way, I thought that was an awesome, like, looking scene. That'd be really... At least the dad will give him the money, though. But it's like, you get this, like, father-son scene of, like, the dad coming back, like, listen, I said I'd watch this movie with you. We're going to share Burger King on the roof and watch this movie through binoculars. That's like a bonding moment. But, like, the whole mom man at the dad thing, it goes nowhere. It just just draws up this fact that like, which I guess is very realistic where, where it's an unresolved 
uh, situation of a, a troubled marriage that goes nowhere, but it's never <laughs> addressed again or resolved. It's just like, yeah, I kind of hate your dad sometimes, and here it is. Because it, it's not even like, like it's not patched up by the end of the movie. The monsters go away, and that's it. We don't know what I happens. I mean, look, if he's incompetent as a police officer at his job, Perhaps he's incompetent in the bedroom as well. We don't know. Well, he's substituting for something with his gunplay. He <laughs> he, maybe he can never shoot, shoot in the first place. Maybe those aren't his kids. And that's why he feels the need to bond with them on the rooftop with Burger King. <laughs> There's a lot of Burger King in this movie. Well, I think, especially at this time, Burger King was trying to gain ground on McDonald's. <laughs> and I love, I love fast food. If you but listen, if you listen to the Foodie Films podcast, we are the shitty food family. So we'll tell you that. Yeah, we really are. Like we are. <laughs> We're gonna diet next week, every week. Oh yeah, dude! I gained twenty pounds in two years. <laughs> no one cares. Two years. I mean, but I'm just saying, Burger King sucks. <laughs> Burger King zero stars. Zero star. Pissing off Burger King today, just pissing off everyone. One fast food I won't eat. Wow. The Wendy's pretzel. I would eat all the other fast food. Like, no, I think I'd eat all the other fast foods except for Burger King. Not Arby's. Nobody cares. <laughs> not I would Arby's. Over Burger King. You would not. Yes, I would. Arby's is boy. They have the meat. <laughs> That's a good point. They do have the meat. We we went off on an interesting and beautiful tangent, but we uh, I wanted to bring it home with that final scene, and uh, you guys mentioned it. The fact that uh, this girl's not a virgin, for whatever theory we might have, she's not a virgin. She is... You're not a virgin, are you? No? No, what do you mean, no? Well, Steve, but he doesn't count! Doesn't count! And they kind of get the idea. Also, she's also involved because they're like, hey, she is taking German despite flunking it in high school. Maybe she can read this 
passage that yeah, maybe she knows enough to read it. Yeah. But luckily, like the creepy German guy's there, and he realizes, hey, he's not creepy. He's super nice. He introduces yeah, let's, himself. Let's not they, call him creepy guy. He's, he's credited crazy. as scary German guy. Yeah, but his house is but he, cool. His too. house. Say, there's nothing creepy about him. He welcomes the children in. He gives them pie, and not like in a creepy he gives them way. Pepsi. <laughs> And, and like, <laughs> yes, he also gives like, them. No, I'll tell you flat out. Like, yeah, no, this is what I'm reading you. And then he does nothing but help. He doesn't rape anyone. Not one rape. Not one Jesus, rape in this movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that that's the case. But I found it really odd that, like, oh, wait, Phoebe, the little girl, she's a virgin too. Like, <sighs> you found it odd that Phoebe, the five year old, was a virgin. It didn't need to be pointed out. Like, I just, it was weird to yeah, me. Yeah, they. they... <laughs> No, I didn't find it odd that she was a virgin. I found it odd that, like, it was like, oh, snap. You know, I don't know. It was a little odd. But she was able to read it, and yay. I get it in the sense that, like, if somebody says, like, hey, do you think she... Like, even when we were in high school, it's like, do you, is or isn't a virgin. You don't think of somebody that's five years old. No, you know, it's, no, it's but like, exactly. Like, I didn't even need to the, the movie compare. Yeah, that's what it is. We didn't need to assume, but but it's also a thought the audience didn't have at the point. Like, oh, yeah, well, I guess she could. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and again, a vortex is ripped through the sky, and the monsters will have to wait another hundred years before they can, I guess, what? evil can win i don't know try to try to suck them back into limbo yes look i I was a little bit uh confused at times i was a little bit like trying to follow along but this is not that kind of movie this is a kind of movie where you just want to have fun watching it and this movie's a blast it was real fun to watch like i really enjoyed just like again the effects the monsters how the good the look the camaraderie with the kids and this i love how spit takes rudy had (laughs) <laughs> there's at least three spit takes that Rudy had definitely feels like it as I go through my notes quick I mean look it's it's one of these kind of movies that I get why as a kid would be super awesome um, nothing to me is going to beat Wolfman Has Nards actually uh, the guy who played the lead in this film did a documentary on the film like and that's the name of it Wolfman Has Nards well they start the movie with that almost they're having an argument like how do you stop a wolf how do you stop a how do you stop a wolfman silver bullet thing is like do you kick him in the do you kick him in the nards like no wolfman doesn't have and like that argument is settled when he kicks him in the nards <laughs> wolfman's got nards all right <laughs> at the end of the day he ended up having nards so i mean i don't know why they would assume he wouldn't but whatever i don't want to think about that either <laughs> yeah so is there anything else in the film you wanted to talk about or mention and i mean my biggest thing was bringing up Jake, so I think I, well, she I, got her I love their I love their clubhouse like even like the posters and stuff it's great like it's oh. it just really jives it's very um you know misfits punk rock uh like horror like horror punk scene and I dig it <laughs> yeah I mean I, I definitely can't disagree with that all right so let's give out our awards our end of episode awards first one is the Wooderson Award. Is there a character in here you would have liked to see more of? I kind of have some guesses of who you might pick, but who would you have liked some more storyline development for here? Pete. You know, I feel like Pete is the obvious answer, but I'd probably say Phoebe. Phoebe, interesting. Phoebe's the, ba- the baby sister. Yeah, like we'll Phoebe give... with Frankenstein. Yeah, like... exactly. Phoebe with Frankenstein was a great storyline. Like it's so sad. Like when you know, don't leave Frankenstein. Like it's it's freaking heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- with more of that. I could have done a backstory with creepy German dude. Do we agree we're not? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, like, how did he end up here? Like, 
you know, it's. All right, uh, I changed my answer. Let's do. Let's do him. All right, so scary German guy, but Phoebe was good and Pete was good, so three good answers there. That's for sure. How did Pete get in the clubhouse? Who carried him up? <laughs> that's what we need to know. Down. All right, Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character you would delete from the film, or is there a character whose omission you would, you know, would make the film better? I had the Wonder Years guy in the beginning because he was a jerk. Yeah, but he needs to be there. No, he doesn't. Well, that's well, how you. That's how you see Rudy. It doesn't matter that they're underdogs. They still kick ass. Well, that's the whole point is that they are like, you know, it, it shows the audience that like, hey, yeah, they, they're, hey. there's less. Bully suck. Fuck that dude. I agree with you that bully suck, but you, there's fuck. less plot drive. Fuck him. Who's your answer? Well, Dan, if you don't have a better answer, then we might have to go with Jason Hervey's character here. Um, Kind of, kind of the dad. <laughs> Incompetent like, we dad. Don't, like, he really didn't do that much. Like at the end of the day, like no, actually, yeah, he didn't do he much. He didn't stop Wolfman. He didn't stop Dracula. Even like his partner <laughs> that did get blown up. But even in the beginning when like, the mummy went missing, he's just like, dude, this fucking security guard at the museum is like bullshit. Mummies don't just walk out. Like he didn't try to investigate anything. <laughs> <laughs> like this movie wouldn't have changed in the event that the cops didn't show up. <laughs> almost they took time for like the monsters to focus on and you know we'll focus on the cops instead of beating up the kids but realistically plot wise whether the cops were there or not it, it wouldn't have changed so i would have said the yeah i guess you're right the old ass army dudes <laughs> they miss everything completely but they don't do much either but yeah i mean you make a good argument dan you make a fair good argument we'll go with him Okay, so this is this question's not applicable. I asked the Cameron Fry Award, which is, does anyone look too old to be a high schooler? Most of them are not in high school. Did anyone look too old? Yeah, I guess Rudy and the sister could have definitely been in high school. Well, I think, like, Rudy look. I mean, these kids look like kids. Yeah. And Rudy. But you know what? I look back at us, like, in our, like, high school yearbook, and we look way younger than we thought. We oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So like Rudy's probably the perfect age to play a high schooler. Yeah, yeah. I thought he I thought he looked like a high schooler and I thought like the girl looked like a high schooler too. So it's not really applicable here. I don't think there's anyone who looks like yeah, which I feel is rare in what we talk about most rare, of the time. Yeah. Where you have like a thirty year old playing an eighteen year old. <laughs> it's like you it's like you have an actual like thirteen year old playing a freshman, fourteen year old playing a freshman, which is pretty dead on. <laughs> Maybe even like a sixteen year old playing a thirteen year old. Yeah, at the most. Still, at most, but still. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's like high school kids yeah or... so yeah definitely nothing i thought everything was pretty age appropriate here it's a kids film so i get it but yeah no so i applaud it for that all right so rotten tomatoes the critics actually 62 percent by the critics which is technically fresh 78 percent by the audience so the audience really liked this film i mean it's not in the 90s or anything but but it's it's that cult classic thing absolutely but of course on high school slumber party we grade things from an a plus to f scale so Whoever wants to go first, what will you grade the Monster Squad? Oh, I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. <laughs> well, we are grading Yelp reviews today, but what, what will that be in a letter grade? A flat A. A flat A. <laughs> okay, what about you, Dan? I'm going to go B minus. Because, like, wow. why minus? Because it set out exactly what it expected to do. No. But it's not quite a comedy. It's Here's not quite comedy. a horror. Not quite a horror. No. It's entertaining without being spectacular. Boo. You know, it's... Boo. You're, you're doing it for the Beagle. <laughs> you're pretty much doing I it for the Beagle. I liked it before the Beagle. <laughs> you liked it before but, like, the Beagle? It's, a B- minus is still above average. Not really. Yeah, the C ranges are average. Eh. 
<laughs> if you twist my arm, if you come to me and do an extra credit question, I'll boost you to a B. <laughs> a <laughs> Are we keeping that on air? Up to you. Yeah, maybe it's an A. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's an A now. <laughs> oh boy, what a beautiful disaster this was today. <laughs> I gave it a B. I think it's really cool. I think I probably would have given it an A if I actually saw it as a kid. But I definitely see what made it uh, worth it. You know, I hope no kids listen to this episode if they like this movie <laughs> because we definitely were not uh, PG rated. But whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I liked it. I, I see what the hype's about. I wish I saw it as, as a kid so that I could like really appreciate it. For the nostalgia factor, but it's definitely a fun movie. A fun, mostly harmless movie that has really great effects. Effects that, how can I put it? Effects that sh- like almost shouldn't be in a movie like this. Like They didn't have to go there, but they did, and I think that's awesome. So, really appreciate that. I just feel like the effects were very appropriate for the movies they were referencing. Yeah, absolutely. They weren't trying to invent new monsters here. They were literally trying to look like the universal monsters and for what they were able to do, I think they, you know, really hit a home run with them. They overly relied on dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. If that's if that's your big criticism, that's why it gets the B minus. It's the over reliance of dynamite. Sure. <laughs> yes. Sierra, <laughs> where's my dynamite? The question's out to the both of you. Monster Squad sleeping bags. The both of you are at my slumber party. You bring Monster Squad themed sleeping bags. What do they look like? So I would say a mummy, but I feel like that is not my real answer. So I'm going to say a sleeping bag that looks exactly like Pete slash Jake. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that for such like a horror. Not horror, but you know. I mean, a mummy sleeping bag would be so cool, but... (laughs) Pete's going to win. Jake was so cute. <laughs> All right. What about you, Dan? See, I'm going with, like, in the theme of the movie, maybe, like... Uh, Pete slash Jake. No, like, that army surplus. Pete slash Jake's image. I have, I have a sleeping beagle right next to me. Right? But I'm thinking, like, what they have in the treehouse, like, that army surplus, like, wool sleeping blanket type thing. I, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm going to go with a picture of the wolfman getting kicked in the nards. That's going to be my sleeping bag. That is true. <laughs> we have very different sleeping bags. And and mine is the only one that people would be like, oh, that's from Monster Squad. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, cute beagle on yours. And oh, that's just a cool sleeping bag <laughs> for yours. I would obviously be the most desirable. Everyone wants a cute beagle sleeping bag. I don't know. There might be beagle haters out there. Fuck them. I'll punch them in their fucking nards. <laughs> okay. So this is my favorite question every week. If the three of us are at the magical blockbuster in the sky that has every movie in the history of movies ever made up till this point, and we're at the front by the register, and we see a sign and it says, rent two movies, get one free. We already know we're renting Monster Squad. And I say, Dan, Autumn, go to the back. Rent two other movies. We're watching three movies tonight. What two other movies are we watching along with Monster Squad? let's rent hocus pocus since we're already like touching on like adolescent virginity we might as well just make it a theme and go with hocus pocus love that theme but yes hocus pocus does make sense not not virgin suicides well you have one more pick that's a great movie and a a fantastic book book. much better book than such a good book but not a halloween thing just a um hmm this one's tough because i feel like i could go double double in trouble by the olsen twin oh i could pick 
you if you don't know. That does fit. That would be my that would be my second pick if you don't want to if you are giving your other pick to your wife. No, if I want that's his answer. Possibly best werewolf transformation in film is an American werewolf in Paris. I mean, I love an American. There's that wait, wait, There's I was gonna say I, I love American werewolf in London. London, London. Okay. That's the one I'm thinking. Okay, in London, in London. <laughs> you know what, though, Autumn, because you're so into it, and you got me an Olsen twin kick. We'll rent four movies today, so we'll rent. Uh, that'll be like our secret surprise one. So, Hocus Pocus. We we like hit a bonus, and we got you to got rent the it. five stars on your Blockbuster card. Where you get yes, one for free. absolutely. That's good. Okay, I love that. I love that. So, so you know, we're watching Monster Squad. We're watching uh, Hocus Pocus. We're watching American Werewolf in London. And then if we can stay up late enough, we're watching the Olsen twins in Double Double Toil and Trouble. Wait, wait, what is it? Is that what it's called? Double Double Toil and Trouble? Oh, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, I just want to double check. <laughs> it was a good... I recommend it. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It was a good movie. Who knew until the Marvel movies that there was a third Olsen twin? Oh, yeah. Or Olsen sister. <laughs> yes, she's not a third Olsen twin. Yes. But yes. Not Sister. Not talking about Brie Olsen. I'm talking <laughs> no, about Brie Larson. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Elizabeth Olsen. But there is, isn't there, isn't Brie, Brie Olsen's a porn star. <laughs> that she is. The one, that, the one that got AIDS from Charlie Sheen. Or oh, yeah. Oh, God. I never thought that an episode on the Monster Squad would be my oh. most controversial <laughs> episode. It's because mom and dad don't uh hang out with anybody or interact or like leave we we, we talk with a five-month-old all the time so now we had a few we drinks talk with a five-month-old <laughs> about aids and charlie sheen all the time oh boy i hope dyphus isn't listening today <laughs> charlie sheen and aids yes. like a week ago brie, L- brie larson plays captain marvel brie olsen porn star <laughs> sure. What and then who do wait who, why did we get why did we start talking about that? Oh, Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch in Marvel. Yes. <laughs> that is the connection. <laughs> Six degrees of separation. Where's where's Kevin Bacon? <laughs> we were just talking about the AIDS though. Oh god. I think it's in one of the Wayne's world where he's like it's so obscure, but he's like Dick Sergeant, Dick York, Sergeant York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's like that was that was that was the first Wayne's World. <laughs> so it's like Brie Larson, Elizabeth Olsen, Brie Olsen. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So that. By the way, yes. Dick Sergeant and Dick York were both Darren on Bewitched. By the way, and a side character on Bewitched was Sergeant York. By the way, Brie Olsen's parents were her managers. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Oh, Can you boy. imagine being the manager of your daughter's porn career? Is that true? Oh, my God. It's yes. very true. That's the discussion we had talking about Charlie Sheen's AIDS. Like last week. Started with, you know, a nice little innocent kids film. We're going to end with Charlie Sheen and AIDS. Wonderful. What a way to open up our Halloween season today with the monster show. Charlie Sheen's AIDS. I mean, Thanks for coming for you, kids. <laughs> I mean, look, it is what it is, and I love it. I'll always have you guys on. We have some other non Halloween movies we got to get to, but of course. I think we're banned now. You're not we're banned. banned. 
We're banned. We're too controversial. You're not banned. No. Uh, you know, but this was a blast. I hope we got enough Monster Squad talk in for you Monster Squad fans out there. I don't even know how long this episode is going to be, but I'll... Uh, I'll... It's longer than the movie. The movie's only like an hour flat. We know because the movie ended like a long time ago. Yeah, we started the movie when we started talking, <laughs> like as far as the background, and it, it's... We talked way longer than the movie. Yep. <laughs> well, if you want people to follow you, how can people follow you? And uh, yeah, and what anything else you want to say before we sign off and hopefully save some of our dignity? You can follow me on Instagram at BrokenPanda87, I guess. And it's mostly going to be pictures of motorcycles, beagles that aren't Pete, and a child named Harry. Why aren't you sharing Pete on your Instagram? What's wrong with Pete? Because I don't have Pete as a beagle. I have Augustus as a beagle. <laughs> Fair. Uh, how about you, Autumn? My name is different now on Instagram. It's Zombie Mama M A M M A. You changed Mama. your Instagram name? Wow, I didn't know that. It just happened. I don't know. New new era of life. New new Instagram name. New chapter. Love it. I'm actually surprised that that Instagram name was open. Like, I feel like that would have, like, voodoo mamas, that would have been taken. <laughs> Especially in the Louisiana area. <laughs> well, again, guys, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Get back to being parents. Thank you for having us on. I'm glad you could take, like, an almost two-hour break from being parents and just... This yeah. is seriously this the is... latest we've stayed yeah, up since the while. baby's been born. <laughs> we'll get some rest, hopefully. Hopefully uh, you can parent some more tomorrow and teach your kid all about... Uh, Charlie Sheen and, <laughs> and all that jazz. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having us. Have a good night. Adios. Wow, that was a wild one. But you know what? I would not have it any other way. Love Dan and Autumn, of course, but love opening up our Halloween season every year with them. And this one, it got crazy. But you know what? That's cool. That's what's cool about this month. You can let your freak flag fly, and it's all good. Oh, I love it. And speaking of freaks, boy, we got a awesome, an awesome movie for you next week. It's one I hadn't really seen in its totality before, but yeah... Just watched it. Can't wait to talk about it. It's Monday's film. It's your homework for Monday. It's A Nightmare on Elm Street. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? You just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. He's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive.
Master of the Hills have eyes, and Last House on the left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. And our guests for A Nightmare on Elm Street are two horror experts. Mike Manzi will be back, the Mikester, and Dan Cologne will be back. You probably heard him on our recent episode of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They're both real big horror guys, and this is going to be a fun one. And speaking of them, and speaking of this trio, I'll be on Third Time's a Charm this weekend, October 3rd, to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and wow, that was a fun movie to watch as well. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts or at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. I hope this was a sufficient and fun Halloween opener for you. I hope it was spooky enough, but if not, Monday's going to get spooky too, and my God, I can't wait. I want you to remember one thing, though. Even though it's Halloween, and even though it's all about ghosts, ghosts, (laughs) ghosts, goblins, and all the spooky stuff. Remember, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Shall I leave you with another song from the Monster Squad? Yes, I shall. It's literally called The Monster Squad. And it's a rap song. And it's awesome. Later, dudes. We're the Monster Squad. The forces of evil come out to fight The amulet they must destroy Or stand for ever in the darkest void Who can stop that deadly might? Or who will stand up for the right? From the mouth of babes comes dynamite The monster squad going through tonight First came Dracula, now the wolfman too The mummy and the gun swimming in the pool We need silver bullets, we need wooden sticks Normal stuff won't stop because they live on hate some magic words from a virgin's lips Baby, that'll shake and make him slip and trip There's no turning back, gotta fight the fight Yeah, the monster squad's on a chance still here? It's over. Go home. Go.